Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Okay, Kate, one piece of good news and one piece of bad news. Which one do you want first? Uh, bad news. Bad news is a sewer pipe burst outside my library and then all our toilets started to overflow and now my library is closed for two days and I have to work from home. Does it smell like poo? It did not, though, but it's psychosomatically, it did. <laughs> I was like, it does, it does, it didn't. I'm going to call fine. it the poo library for now. Yeah, I'm you just... just call it, yeah, the poo berry. The pooberry. The pooberry. <laughs> Are you going to the pooberry? You're going to say that like, for like the next 20 years and you're going to be like, stop. God, it was one time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what's the good news? The good news is that tomorrow I will be driving to Chicago where I will appear on NBC's Chicago Today, their morning wow. show, to talk about my book and five other books I like. Wow. Yeah, a producer saw me speak at a author breakfast thing that I did uh, last year and she liked me and has invited me on. That's awesome. I don't know what to wear. What do I wear? Clothes, Betsy. Wear clothes. Oh, I wear clothes. See, this is why I have you. I was just going to go, oh, natural. You could wear poo. I, okay. <laughs> Besides poo, which we sadly do talk about on this podcast, what else? Well, first of all, what's the name of this podcast? Fuse and Poo. Nope. I'm not. I'm just cutting you off right there. It's Fuse oh. and Kate. All right. You're Kate. Yeah. I'm Betsy. Yeah. What are we talking about? Poo. No. <laughs> No, especially not today. Of Aww. all days, of all days of the year that you would start talking about that. What are we talking about? Classic children's Thank picture books. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we had a bit of a problem because my library was closed for undisclosed reasons. Poo. No. Uh, I did not have access to my books, which I usually have access to. So I had to go to the other library, the Wilmette Library and raid their Valentine's Day section, uh, which isn't the worst thing because the older Valentine's Day books are the ones that are always left. And so I had two choices in front of me, one by somebody we'd done before on this podcast and by one by someone we had not done before on this podcast. And I had a very hard time. I brought both books. But after thinking about it, I think I'm going with the one that is going to be better for this podcast. Are you ready for it? Okay. Here we go. Boom! A Valentine for Norman Nog. By Velisca Gregory. Sure. Illustrated by Marsha Winborn. We lit I literally know nothing about either of these creators. Uh, I know nothing about this book, but I did read this book. But wait, wait, wait. Our listeners are going to want to know what the other book was. Okay, you really want... I wasn't sure if you wanted me to say. Sure, or if yeah. You want, okay, so the other book... Okay, so these two books have something in common. The other book was A String of Hearts by Laura Malone Elliott, who we have not done on the show. However, it was illustrated by Lynn Munsinger, who we most certainly did do. Remember Huey for Wadney Watt? Sort of. Yeah, you didn't like it. Okay. Uh, it's the same illustrator... 
but you know, she's a, she's a good illustrator. It just depends on the on the content. The thing that these two books have in common, both these books seem to be under the impression that pre-adolescents fall deeply, deeply in love with their classmates, and I find that mildly unnerving, um, depending on how you do it. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just going to give you, I think, the Valentine for Norman Noggs. Yeah, you, that's, you said that's what we're doing. So All right, that's, that's what, what we're, we're doing. doing. So that's the one you're taking. Okay. If people have objections, you can email me. I will take full responsibility. There's always next year. And there's always next year. <laughs> Maybe Lynn Munzinger will have her day in the sun again. Who knows? Uh, but in the meantime, go read that book. Okay. While Kate does her read, I want to ruminate. That's right. I want to think about something. I want to think about books like A Valentine for Norman Noggs that came out in the 90s, maybe the early aughts, but, you know, around that time. And the sort of increase we saw in authors and illustrators and how they don't all last, right? They don't all kick around for the next 20, 30, 40 years. And these creators are kind of a good example of that. On the one hand, you have the author, Veliska Gregory, and if you look at her website, looks like the last time it was updated was 2010. That, that was a while ago. Then you look at the illustrator, Marsha Winborn. Now, Marsha Winborn's got kind of a fascinating career. She does not have a website, so you kind of have to piece it together from a bunch of different places. The places that you'll piece it together from are the Muppet Wiki. Why? Because she illustrated several Sesame Street storybooks. And by the way, I know for a fact there must be someone out there who collects every single weird 1970s, 1980s Sesame Street picture book that came out because they get really strange after a while. And if you are that person, we should talk because I think your life is very interesting. So she appears on there, she appears on IMDb, she appears on the Astra Publishing House website, which is relatively recent. She hasn't made anything in a while that I can tell, but just the same, she's someone to keep an eye on because you never know when she might pop up again. Love. Twoo love. Twoo love. We'll find you in a quash womb. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay, first of all, this book has, like, in the little illustrations around, like, the cover page and mm -hmm. the dedication page or whatever, um, those candy hearts with words on them. Oh, you mean the chalk that they would try to pass off as candy with little heart words on them? It Do you was, remember like, the back in the day? Candy. They used to say, fax me. Did they? Yeah. You're a 90s child, so I guess that's possible. Oh, I remember. Fax, fax me? me. What was the... Like, was there like beep me? Like when beep yeah. like beepers, so they had beep me. Yeah. yeah. Keeping up with the times. And now Fax I think there's, me. I think now there's like tweet me. Of course. How did they fit that many in? I mean, the nice thing about facts, I'm going to give them this much, is that it doesn't take a lot of room. Yeah. 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 You would eat the ones that you didn't like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So on the dedication page, it does say that the art, I, I, I like this. It says that the art was made using watercolor, gouache, colored in pastel pencils, ink, and lace on illustration board. Lace on illustration board. Yeah. That's very interesting. I guess I'm seeing a sort of lacy pattern in the upper left-hand corner there. Maybe that's how it was made. Yeah. Interesting. I don't like the art. but No. But I like that that was, you know. <laughs> but you like that you know how it was made. So I know how not to like it. <laughs> I mean, these are like the books that were the last gaps before people started doing like actual digital art with every book. 
So we meet Norman Noggs, and he's in the classroom with all of his fellow classmates, and we learn that they're hamsters. Oh, is that what they are? See? I didn't read that part. I just saw that they were small furry creatures. Oh. It could have been literally anything. He he is sitting behind the new girl, and he draws a heart in the margins of his math paper and smooths his tiny hamster whiskers, in which I'm like, okay, I couldn't tell if these were bears or cats. Unless he stole <laughs> the whiskers from a hamster and implanted them on his own face, and that's why he has tiny hamster whiskers, but no. But really. what I thought you would like is the random ostrich that is standing on top of the light switch. I do like the random ostrich that's sitting on top no of the No point light to it at all. You know, some of these days, one of these days when I have, like, nothing else to do, I'm going to make a complete accounting of every ostrich ostrich that every illustrator has illustrated at some point. Well, now you can include this one. I can, and I won't. (laughs) So they're sitting in a class, and they have like the alphabet along the chalkboard. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, this has got to be young. This has got to be first grade. Unless they do what my kids do, and every year the teachers switch classrooms, and they just go with whatever classroom they've gotten stuck with. So this could have been an older class just forced to take a new classroom that year. So I'm thinking, my mindset is that, like, they're first grade. They could be for Yeah, I would not disagree. I think yeah. first grade is fair, yeah. And, uh, and Norman is in love with this new girl that's sitting in front of him in class. Right. And, uh, and there's other kids in the class that also like the new girl, like... One of the bullies, Richard, he carries two kindergartners with him across the playground and drops them in front of Wilhelmina and says, I'm the strongest, toughest, toughest person I in the class. I have brought you a human sacrifice. Two of <laughs> them. Two of them, yes. And they're not human sacrifices. Do with, no, no, they're, they're, they're hamster, hamster sacrifices. sacrifices. Yeah. Do with them what you will. Exactly. And Norman thinks to himself, man, I'm not as tough as Richard. And so instead he just helps the kindergartners go back to their class and he tells the new girl where to line up and she says thank you but what is the most annoying thing in this stupid stupid book is the fact that there is a cartoon heart that is in okay the yeah what do you call it like yeah, in the margins it's in the borders yeah so you're not the first person to say that i believe i was reading a couple reviews of this and i think it was publishers weekly was like what is going on with the freaking heart in I, the borders i get whose it, idea was this it's supposed to be norman's heart norman's thoughts and feelings in the margins it's his little heart avatar yes yeah. exactly okay and it's really annoying it and is. i really it's don't super, like it it's super not a great idea it's very cartoony yeah. and it's very in contrast with the rest of the art yeah yeah it's very distracting so next we meet arthur who eats a bunch of food and he says i'm the biggest person in the class and norman's like well too bad i'm not as big as arthur I guess I'll just show the new girl where to put her tray after lunch. And yeah, and it says that she looks at, uh, you know, Norman, which makes his knees start to buckle. So the cartoon heart has his Because we wouldn't get it otherwise, yeah. Exactly. I need need a a cartoon heart to to spell it out for us. Show me exactly what that means. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So then Norman comes home and he's got all sorts of issues. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I like how you put that. (laughs) He. He does push-ups, and he eats a bunch of food, and he runs around his house trying to, like, work out and be strong, but it says that- Love yourself, Arthur! Nope, nope, he's comparing himself to the bullies. He wants to be like the bullies, and even the cartoon heart is lifting weights, and it's- Way to help him out there, fake heart. (laughs) It says his ears are no longer, or no larger than apple blossom petals, and all I could think of was, 
Apple bottom jeans, jeans and boots <laughs> with the fur. And he's got fur. Staring so. at the mirror with fur. <laughs> yeah. I, that's all I yeah. can think of. No, that's true. It's a great song. It's, uh, it's right? a classic, it's classic, a classic American song. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so now the next day we're back in the classroom. And the first thing I see, this illustrator has got me yeah. just distracted from the story. On the board, yeah. in the back of the classroom, there's a snake popping out of what? of the board and it says snakes alive you know what snakes eat betsy they eat, don't they eat what are these guys again are they hamsters hamsters, betsy, hamsters. yes they, they eat, eat hamsters, hamsters. They do. hamsters mice gerbils this would be appropriate for halloween but she's done it for valentine's day which is a strange time of year yeah. to do that. another thing that's weird is that there's a mobile of four planets and that's it you mean a mobile a mobile you mean a mobile <laughs> It's a mobile. A mobile is like a mobile home. You mean no. a mobile? I call it a mobile. Interesting. Like a phone? Like a mobile phone? Is no. that what you're talking about? Yeah. It's spelled the same way. It's a mobile. It's a mobile. It's a mobile. Anyway, there's four planets. Okay. They're, well, maybe they're not very bright and they didn't realize there were more than four planets. They I, got the one with the rings. I'm worried about their education. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not looking up. So, I'll say that. They right. seem to have an entire thing on carrots just uh, <laughs> sitting on the wall for some reason. Yeah. I don't get it. So, uh, right, so they're back in school, and, uh, you know, he keeps on eyeing the back of the new girl's head, and then he comes up, he comes home, and he'll eat broccoli and Brussels sprouts and do jumping jacks and somersaults. Again, real body issues yeah, going on Yeah, no, here. this is how, yeah, really terrible body image issues start. Yep. Yeah. Let's go back to the distracting illustrator now. Oh, yeah. Uh, because <laughs> now the illustrator has, uh, well, it says that the bullies are going to you know fight each other over like who's gonna pr- produce the best val- valentines for the new girl and uh norman sticks his little neck up and he's like i'm gonna make her a valentine with the best words and in the text it says richard says over my dead body and arthur says don't even think about it but the illustration shows the two of them saying maybe you won't be around too long eggnogs yeah. Hold on I, to I that, do, Betsy, I'm just because... wondering if the illustrator came up with these speech balloons on her own, separate from that of the text. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because there's nowhere in the text that it mentions that. Any of this. No eggnogs. Right. So Norman sticks to his guns and he decides he's going to make a valentine for her no matter what. And he's trying to figure out what it should be. And he writes one. The first one he writes is, Wilhelmina, Wilhelmina, won't you be my Valentina? And then he's like, no, yeah, that's good not for, good. I mean, it's a perfectly good first try, but let's try again. Uh, well, second try is, Wilhelmina is sweet as candy. Wilhelmina is nice as pie. Wilhelmina is just so dandy that she makes me want to sigh. Okay, third effort, third effort. <laughs> you know, we're getting there. Just keep going. Yep, yep. yep. So he's trying. Uh, and then on Valentine's Day, he's carrying his new Valentine to school, but he can see uh, Richard and Arthur there, and they're growling, and they're waving their arms, and they're apparently very furious at Norman, even though they haven't even gotten to him yet. It seems kind of strange that they've identified him as such a threat. And in the illustrations, let's go back to the distracting illustrations, in which one of them says, let's egg some nog. You mean egg him on? Like, like, is that what they mean? 
what is their obsession with eggnog? I, just, just, they couldn't think of anything else to make fun of his name with. And Wait, both... his first name's Norman, right? Yeah. Come on. You couldn't think of anything to go with Norman instead? That's a no. much better name to make nope, fun of. Nope, they want to egg some nog. Of course it. they do. Okay, yep. Fun. You know, Norman goes up to them and... Uh, like and a fool. They, and they see the valentine and, and they throw it in the gutter and then they find ooh, a second hidden valentine hidden in his notebook and Norman's like I made that one in case something happened to the first one sure give it away Norman exactly Why and the, and the one second one gets torn to pieces meanwhile I'm thinking to myself when I was in elementary school we had to buy like a box of Valentine's Day cards, and we had to give one to each kid in the class. We did not make them from scratch. No, no, you were not allowed to. Well, you could make them from scratch these days if you wanted. Well, now they don't do them anymore. In my kid's school, they don't do Valentine's Day anymore. What? Because not every kid can afford to buy the Valentine's. Oh. It's an equity thing. So they have, they. it's Friendship Day instead. I don't know what that means. But it does mean the kids are not, you know, because these days the Valentines have gotten complex. You can get Valentines with stickers. You can get Valentines glow with sticks. sparkles and glow sticks. And so the more expensive the Valentine, the better your Valentines are. So I think that they were oh. responding to that and they don't want kids feeling bad because they can't afford. Because par- it's also down to like if your parents are working, you may yeah. easily forget. <clears throat> I'm not that I'd ever do that. <laughs> uh, to buy the Valentines for your kid. So, yeah, but you're right. At no time was it a good idea for you to just bring two for one person. Exactly. Because then you have the kid who gets like a million Valentines. Even back then, they were like, not a good plan. We d- we want everybody to get exactly. the same amount. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden, they hear a loud noise. Yeah! Uh, it says in the text. Yeah! It says, yeah. Said something in a blue coat. And Richard goes sailing into a mound of snow and then there's another yeah said the blue coat and arthur's tripping over richard's feet and the stupid cartoon stupid heart stupid cartoon is heart. just going wow with three exclamation points and norman looks at the girl in the blue coat and it's the new girl right she beat up the bullies uh for norman fighting is always okay yep and then the two bullies start going yeah at which point the new girl's like run for it and so they... Yeah, she had the element of surprise on that one. But to right. be perfectly fair, they are much bigger than she is. So. Oh, yeah. And they're getting ready to beat her up. Yeah, so, yeah they are. Uh, so then uh, Norman and Wilhelmina start running to school. And Wilhelmina, you know, they, they get into their seats. She gives him a valentine that says, Dear Norman, thanks for being my friend. Will you be my valentine? Love, Wilhelmina Stitch. Which she writes her name in... Cursive. Um, cursive, which, of course, kids are not taught these days. Really? Oh, no, no, no. They're, ta- they're taught typing instead. They because can learn both. I yeah, learned they both. they don't have enough time to learn both. They, they only learn one. Oh, and my gosh. they're going to learn typing. Kids cannot even read cursive anymore. Wow. So that, that name would be completely oblique to a child reading this book. Well, Norman made a third valentine that he had pinned to his shirt, and it says... <laughs> Wait, he was on the inside of the shirt? Yeah. Okay, I kind of like that. He, he yeah. unpins it and he gives it, it was on his shirt sleeve, uh, and he gives it to her and it says, Wait, well, what? His heart was on his sleeve? He's yeah. wearing his heart on his yeah, sleeve? Yeah. All right, fine. Okay. Yep. And it says, Wilhelmina, be my Valentine love. Here are some words you remind me of. Flowers, angel, dainty stars, your friend Norman Noggs. But before handing- <laughs> I know. But before handing it to her, he does add words strong and smart. 
Which I was like, all right, okay. all right. You know what? Fair point. Yeah. Fair point for that. Good job, Norman. Yeah. And so he gives the Valentine to her, and I'm very glad that he didn't write like pretty or yeah or cute. Well, he did. I mean, he said angel and he said dainty, but yeah. then he seems to have. But he also put <laughs> thought better of that he thought, one. He yeah. put stars and flowers too, just yeah. words that remind right yeah. Valentine. But then strong and smart. I was like, mm-hmm. that a boy. All right, and that's then better. and then they end holding hands, and that's the end. Soon to be beaten up by the bullies, but. We'll worry about that. Some other book. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't find any information on this book. So, that, you know, uh, I will say this. It, if you've written a holiday book, it's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it's not going to win any awards. Very rare for any kind of holiday book to win any kind of an award because award committees just don't like doing that. They they think that a, books that have, you know, holiday themes are not universal. Therefore, they win bupkis. However, they are brought out every single year by librarians and teachers and what have you to be put on display, to be read by kids over and over and over for years at a time. I mean, I had no difficulty finding older Valentine's Day books on the shelves because that's all that was left at this point. All the new stuff had been taken. So there you go. Uh, How about that then? Ratings time! Uh, you go first. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I do appreciate the fact that she... Okay, so... Should little girls be beating up bullies? No. But it is a nice surprise to see the angelic little... You know, she's the object for so much of this book, right? She is the thing to be won. Yep. And in the end, the person who's doing... The actions who is being who is you know actually goes out to, and does something is her on her own behalf more than anything else. I mean she's protecting him, but she's also kind of making it clear that she doesn't care for this behavior by these two bullies. So I appreciated that, and I appreciated they wrote the whole strong thing. That said, I actually don't mind the art, um, except for the darn heart. That stupid little heart, cartoon heart. It, you know what? You know what that is? Remember Clippy? The little yeah. paper clip is like, you You look like you're writing a love note. Would you like some help? That's Clippy, man. Hardy. I'm going to call him Hardy. <laughs> He's just as bad. And uh, yeah, so no, I do not think this is a classic. I don't think this is a book I would necessarily pull out of here. But I, because it's got these surprising strong elements uh, that do crop up once in a while, I'm going to give it a three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wait, that seems high to you? That seems low. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. So, I don't like the art. It's not my style. Right. And having them be this infatuated with each other at such a young age is... It's so weird. It's weird. But I do like that she she saved him yeah. instead of him winning or getting her, Right, you know? exactly. And I do like that he complimented her strength and her smarts. I don't get the eggnog insults. <laughs> And I really worry about their education. <laughs> so I'm a I'm a down the line five. You you couldn't read this any other time of the year. No. And even though you haven't given me you know that many Valentine's Day books, I know that this is not my favorite Valentine's yeah. Day book. So. Sorry, Mr. Hatch was was stronger than this one. So yeah. So between with our scores combined, it is not it's a not, classic. Not a classic, but no. you know what? I hadn't heard about it before today, technically. So. Probably not a huge loss, but, yeah. and it's doing fine. Yeah, it's, it's circulating in libraries everywhere. It it won't mind that much. 
Okay. Letters time. All right, this comes to us from Heather D, who writes, Hello, ladies. Long time, no comment. Sorry about that. Bad fan. No cookie. (laughs) In my defense, 2022 was challenging. COVID is awful. Long COVID is worse. Thank you very much for getting me through seven plus months of doctor visits, tests, treatments, and etc. Sometimes listening to Fuse 8 and Kate Silver which she says is a new episode, and Gold, which she says are classic episodes, made a rough day bearable. Anywho, one of the reasons why I'm writing is because I made a resolution to be better at keeping in contact with positive people to give this year a positive spin. Y'all are top of my list. I'm particularly excited to be back in the comment field because I look forward to new reviews by my favorite duo. The other reason why I felt compelled to comment on this week's episode is because I believe that y'all missed an opportunity to discuss the various merits of one of the best donut bakeries in the U.S. Or Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Is it Voodoo Donuts in Portland? Oh, crap. How did you know that? It is? Yes. Yeah. Wait, you know this? Well, I know about Voodoo Donuts. How do you know about Voodoo Donuts? Who you... doesn't know about Voodoo You've Donuts? You've never even been to Portland, yes, Oregon. Yes, I have. Uh, well, yes. Now that you've just... <laughs> completely cut me off she hasn't seen this folks i don't know how she knew this okay fine uh back in the dawn of time pre-kiddo dear hubs and i spent a few days in portland oregon it was an ideal destination for me because of powell's maybe i'll see oh yeah we had only planned on a few days however i managed well, to let me just be clear powell's is a gigantic book oh it's store. a giant bookstore with nowhere to sit yep. except for the cafe which is great because they have good donuts okay oh not donuts brownies they have good brownies here um I managed to stretch the visit out with frequent frequent bribes of food from the numerous excellent restaurants, most especially the delights from Voodoo Donuts. Now, I know what you're thinking, Betsy. Artie Donuts again. Well, maybe I can tempt you with an apple fritter. I think Kate would be charmed with the Voodoo doll. Please tell me what you think. I am Here's charmed. A, yes. Here's <laughs> to a better 2023. Cheers, dear ladies. Heather. Yeah. 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 All right. You'll 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 notice in that episode, I asked you what's, what's your... The, the, the place to get the best donuts. Browns in Ocean City, New Jersey. You didn't ask me. Oh, I didn't know. I would have mentioned Voodoo Donuts. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. But then we wouldn't have gotten this delightful letter, It was such so. a great letter. It was such a good letter. And uh, I should like, I, I want to clarify, I got nothing wrong with Artie Donuts that are not from New York. They only really suck in New York City. Uh, Anywhere else, an Artie Donut is fine. Well, Art that donut up. Okay, away from the donuts. Thank you for the letter. Please yes. don't be a stranger. And thank you for bringing in positivity into the new year. Precisely. Grown-up things we like. Speaking of positivity, mm. I am trying something new. Ooh. So I decided to sign up for adult ice skating lessons. And I missed the first class because I was at this baby shower. Right. So I go and I don't know where I'm supposed to go and I just get on the ice with a bunch of all these other people and they're like okay everyone start doing this move from one end to the other as a warm up and I'm like uh, uh do what now? I'm sp- uh how, how do I do? Or I'm just like making it up and I see all these people next to me like doing these moves perfectly and mm-hmm. I'm like you know, I'm trying to make friends. I'm like, wow, you did such a good job. Well, that looks great, man. You're so much better than me. And and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in the wrong place. Everyone is so much better than me. I'm really bad at this. Aww. Until I realized everyone from all the adult classes are on the ice at the same time. Ah. Then they split up. Okay, adults one, go over here. Adults two, go over here. Adults three, four, five, nice. and six. And I was like, oh, 
okay, I don't feel as bad now. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. my group one uh, consisted of just three other people, and we all sucked, and it was great. Oh, good. So uh, I encourage folks, if you want to learn something new, do it, because you're going to suck, and that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Excellent. Well, that is excellent, uh, and I'm very proud of you for doing some Thank you very much. Very good. Uh, my grown-up thing is a grown-up thing in terms of my own career. I had an announcement made today, and it involves someone with a connection to this show. Andrea Sarumi did the logo, um, that shows us as Muppets Mm -hmm. for this thing. Well, Andrea and I are doing a picture book together! Uh, we are doing a little picture book. It's, right now, its name is Pop Goes the Nursery Rhyme. Um, it is a picture book in which a weasel constantly pops up not just in pop goes the weasel but a bunch of other nursery rhymes as well as someone is reading to their kid this is something i used to do with my own kids we would be reading the nursery rhymes we do pop goes the weasel then we'd read another one and then i just end it with like pop goes the weasel uh andrea included this fantastic image of a weasel with a jetpack and uh and then said unleash weasel chaos which (laughs) is why i wanted andrea to do the thing in the first place I don't know if this drawing is one that could potentially be in the book, but I pray that it is. And I'm also kicking myself for not naming the book Unleash Weasel Chaos, which <laughs> I think would be a great alternative title. I so, mean, yeah. is it too late? Can you change it? It's not too late. It's not too late at yeah, all. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I might have to uh, be like, by the way, I understand the other title makes kind of sense, but we weren't like completely married to it. And Unleash Weasel Chaos would be like a really good name. So. And when does this come out? Uh, who knows? <laughs> Wait, does the press release say? Let me see. It comes out, uh, in the future. Okay. It'll be in the future, my friend. So and you'll know. Get ready, folks. I assume 25, but maybe 24. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. That is the future. It is the future, indeed. <laughs> in the future, there will be many weasels. Well, happy Valentine's Day happy to Valentine's you. Happy Valentine's Day. With oh, so much love. So much love. So much love. So much love. And uh, yes. And, and now I can't wait for the President's Day book. Nope, not happening. You're I have going, not. Happy I President's Day with the love for the president. Not happening. <laughs> All right. And until I don't do a President's Day book, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at fusek8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse 8 Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kive, and our secret Valentine is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.